Namaste. So, we read yesterday the prayer dated 29th March. Today we can read the prayer dated 30th March when Mother had met Shurabindu. She met him on this day and uh, on 29th March and then she wrote this prayer the next day. When Shurabindu was asked about what he experienced about the mother, he said two things. One, that she is born free. And the second thing which he said is that for the first time he saw surrender manifesting right down to the very physical and this was the indication that the time has come for the divine life to be established upon earth. But what did the mother experience? We will read that. It's a very beautiful prayer, a well-known prayer. March 30th, 1914 On 29th March, we read that the mother surrenders to the Lord not only her destiny that she has surrendered long back, but the destiny of all those whom she meets, whom she encounters and of the entire earth in a way. On this day, she writes, you know, very often when we are carried away by perceptions, because that hits us, but we are not able to see the sun that is round the corner behind the darkness. So she writes something very interesting. How in the presence of those who are integrally thy servitors, all those who have arrived at the perfect consciousness of thy presence, I perceive that I am still far, very far from that which I would realize. And I know that what I conceive to be highest, noblest and purest is still dark and ignorant in comparison with that which I have to conceive. This is the state that we all have to be in. This is youthfulness. The mother says, what is the definition of youth? Somebody who is always eager and ready to progress. Which means he is ready to leave behind the past every moment. So when she meets Shurabindu, she realizes she had already formed a great synthesis. She described this experience even in subsequent prayer that when she came, uh, her husband was, they were both sitting on two chairs in front of each other and her husband was discussing uh, his idea of creation which he had gathered obviously from Buddhist scriptures that creation is the expression of the divine desire. God's desire and Shurabindu said no it is God's delight so while they were discussing mother sat quietly uh, by the side of Shurabindu and she describes this experience that something which she had been trying she had so many profound experiences so many things and um, based on those profound experiences she had built a very lofty synthesis which she, she used to write in um, the journal which used to come out um, you know with Theo. Uh, Le Cosmic. So there are a number of visions of the mother recorded there, uh, some of her writings where she uh, had built a very elaborate idea of what creation is, what this world is, uh, what domains of consciousness are, many things. But as she said, all these constructions vanished and she suddenly for the first time felt completely liberated from everything else. There was that utter stillness 
thought, feelings, everything was completely still within her. And she says, I did not even ask him for this. But just the mere presence completely freed me from everything. And so the mother says that when she meets him, she realizes there is a lot more to be done. Now, when the mother says, we remember that you know she was already an adept in the Buddhist yoga. She had realized the yoga of the Gita. She had the awakening of the Kundalini Shakti uh, through the process of Raj Yoga. All these she had had. And yet... She suddenly realizes there is so much more beyond, before me. This is the sign of somebody who is ready for the path of integral yoga. But those who are stuck with one experience, one realization, they may become guru and they are great people, no doubt about it. But they stop at that realization. What we see in both mother and Shurabindo, even Shurabindo when he comes to Pondicherry, he had all these realizations that any yogi would covet. All the powers, the yoga siddhis, the realization of nirvana, of the advait, the silent infinite. Uh, he used to practice. Both Mother and Shirobindo had done pranayam for many years and uh, whatever experience pranayam gives. And um, Shirobindo had the vision of the divine everywhere and all that. Still they don't rest content that this is everything. They go further because they wanted to reconcile the world and the divine. This is what we see, the lacuna in all other experiences in the past, that the divine is not reconciled with the world. The world is seen either as a maya, an illusion, or it is seen as a bandhan, a bondage from which one must free. Or the highest conception is that it is a preparation for the otherworldly state. So the worldly experiences prepare us, and when we are in contact with the world, we have to prepare ourselves to ultimately go beyond this world into a state of nothingness or nirvana or um, if you take the Advaitic um, uh, philosophy into the consciousness of the one. So this does not reconcile this world. How really and why and wherefore of the creation. So neither of them stop with anything and keep moving further. So this is the state that we must uh, keep within us that even till the last breath, what does it matter? Life and death have no meaning. The whole important thing is that till the last breath we should strive and aspire for the divine. And if we can do it, it doesn't matter how long we live or when we die and how we depart, all that becomes really insignificant because the inner yoga can continue. So she experiences that, that whatever highest she has realized is still dark and ignorant in comparison with what she has still to realize. It's amazing. But this perception far from being depressing because many people when they see, oh, such a big journey. Many people when they see Shurabindu's integral yoga, transformation, they simply will end up saying, oh, I am not able to do it. I will not be able to do it. And they give up. They start thinking they are unfit. It is like somebody who gives up before starting a race. Now, you know, there are children who will never appear in an exam because they are afraid of failure. So when they come and, you know, we have discussed with them. So uh, naturally anybody would tell them that if you don't appear for an exam, you are already a failure in any case. But if you appear, one of the two things will happen. Either you will succeed or you will prepare yourself for the coming exam and thereby you are actually moving towards success. Many approximations eventually lead to success. So she does not give up, she does not feel depressed that oh it's a very vast yoga, magnificent realization. She doesn't use the word yoga because they have to build this yoga. But she sees that what is 
the aspiration that Sri Aurobindo has brought to earth. She is able to see that for divinization of matter. That is the aspiration. So she says, instead of being depressing, stimulates and strengthens my aspiration. So rest all she has realized. But there is a new aspiration which is to divinize matter. We see that in 1912 the mother speaks of the goal, the aim, the method. Where she speaks about finding ultimately a collective society of spiritualized beings. And she speaks about the imperfection of matter. So already she had it in her. She had the experience of the supermind. And Sri says she already had experienced it entering through the front door. But that this matter should be divinized. And the time has come. That is the sign she gets on meeting Sri So she says it stimulates and strengthens my aspiration. My energy. My will to triumph over all obstacles. So as to be at last identified with thy law and thy work completely. And repeatedly in this yoga they say, it is not enough just to have an aspiration for union with the divine, but also for the divine work. Because we are here for a work to be done. And this divine work is divinization of life. Little by little the horizon becomes precise the path becomes clear. Why? Because it's an uncharted territory. None has trod before on this path. So slowly as they move, the horizon becomes clear, uh, opens and the path becomes clear. So again a hint about the yoga. We want to know everything right up to the end. What is meant by ultimately, what happens when we surrender all the cells? Let us first go step by step and the whole thing will appear before us just as a person walks and the horizon you know, retreats. So, same way, the path becomes precise, becomes clear and the horizon becomes precise and we advance to an ever greater certitude. So, this is the way, if we want to know everything intellectually, then take the plans, then we probably will never take. Because either we will feel very frightened with the magnitude of the realization or we may think, oh, we can't understand anything of it. It's quite true. It's very rare to understand everything mentally without having walked the path. It is only when we walk the path we begin to understand many things and that is the perfect understanding. And then these famous lines, It matters not if there are hundreds of beings plunged in the densest ignorance. So we should not so much focus our attention on things which are not done. There are countless people who don't have two square meals to eat. Yes, all that is there. There is disease, there is famine, there is, you know, uh, the virus, there is uh, all kinds of problems, political problems, administrative problems, deceitful people. But what is important is not that. But to bring that light, to establish it. Even if there are hundred human beings who can receive it and open to it and change thereby, it will change the whole world. So in this yoga, the method is from within outward, from above downwards and not fighting the evil uh, when we are ourselves uh, tainted by darkness and evil because it will not work that way. So she says, it matters not if there are hundreds of beings plunged in the densest ignorance. He... Whom we saw yesterday is on earth. So we know she used to have uh, these visions in which Shurabindu would appear and she would think he is some god 
because or some apparition because of the dhoti flowing around the shoulder she never knew what a dhoti is and she would instinctively bow down and she said i didn't know uh, about this gesture because she had no contact with india all that she was told about india is what everybody says that india is a place of snake charmers and strange people and uh, weirdos so that's all she knew about india and when she uh, sees this apparition she doesn't know she thought it's probably a greek god and she bows down and yet she calls him krishna so that is the beauty that even in her childhood she was in contact with him and she used to call him krishna how this name would have come we don't know but surely she is the divine mother who has taken a human form so we can understand so she says what is the certitude what is the source of certitude of hope his presence is enough to prove that a day will come when darkness shall be transformed into light when thy reign shall be indeed established upon earth just the very presence the fact that mother and shirobindo have touched this earth the fact that they have walked this earth is enough for us to have this certitude that however thick the darkness the sun is bound to emerge and shine the clouds are bound to disperse and everything will eventually grow beautiful and wonderful because they have touched this earth and nothing else is required nothing else is needed oh lord divine builder of this marvel my heart overflows with joy and gratitude when i think of it and my hope is boundless where to look for hope where to look for joy why should we feel grateful nothing outward we have we can feel grateful every moment of our life simply because the divine is here and he has given us the eye of faith to feel his presence and we have been called for the path is this not enough to feel grateful each moment of our life and is this not enough to fill our heart with joy that eventually the earth is going to arrive at the destined realization of a luminous future and is this not enough to give us hope that there is the divine presence in matter and the divine has assumed a human body and entered into earthly life therefore this earth must one day make from herself from within herself a life divine we'll stop with these few lines and then i'll complete o lord divine builder of this marvel my heart overflows with joy and gratitude when i think of it and my hope is boundless we'll read the previous passage also it matters not if there are hundreds of beings plunged in the densest ignorance he whom we saw yesterday is on earth his presence is enough to prove that a day will come when darkness shall be transformed into light when thy reign shall be indeed established upon earth o lord divine builder of this marvel my heart overflows with joy and gratitude when i think of it and my hope is boundless my adoration surpasses all words and my reverence is silent